listening to the Bridge Between Podcast, a weekly exploration of how a family history project transformed into a search for understanding, truth, and the points of connection between people. In dialoguing with others, we begin to understand ourselves. My name is Cisco Ramos, and this is The Bridge Between. It's a curious thing to learn how the world misunderstands and sees your people. This is something that I saw early on as a child. While I didn't comprehend the nuances of the interactions that I witnessed, I could tell that the underlying message that someone was delivering was simple. You are different, and I'm not treating you equally. I think for many young men of color, this message is delivered in subtle and not-so-subtle ways. I've been asked to empty my pockets at a toy store. I've been accused of theft at school. And I've overheard people make fun of the way my dad speaks English. And these are just the things that I can think of off the top of my head, and they don't even compare to what some of my other friends have been through. When I began this project, I was generally surprised to learn how much and how deeply these experiences shaped me. Only later in life did I learn what it meant to internalize these dynamics. To internalize means that we unconsciously learn and absorb social interaction in daily life, which in turn influences our perceptions of the people and the world around us. Eventually, what is absorbed and learned, learned becomes part of us and informs how we treat other groups and individuals. One of the big motivators driving this entire project is that I did not want to pass down the negativity, the self-doubt, and the projections that I had absorbed. I refused to. Not only for the sake of those who I'll interact with in my lifetime, but also for those who will come after me. It's a quiet and rebellious act of love for myself, for others, for the belief in something better. For this episode, I started Stream of Conscious Journaling. I opened a fresh page of paper in a paper-bound journal, and in big, bold capital letters, I wrote this question at the top center of the page. What does it mean to unlearn and remake a narrative? And I just started writing furiously, and whatever came to my mind found its way to my pen. And what surprised me about the experience were not the words, but the emotions that were attached to those words. I found myself getting angrier and angrier, eventually to a point where I had to take a break and I had to walk away. I had to go do something else and I just had to find a way to calm down. I was angry because I was hurt. I was angry because I felt let down. I was angry because the most I could do in that moment to feel any sense of healing and any sense of calm, any sense that the path the past could be made right, was to write. And in that moment, writing felt so inadequate. So, I began to meditate. Have you ever tried to sit still with your thoughts? To focus and make friends with them? It's really hard. After a couple of seconds, your mind will want to drift and occupy itself with memories and past experiences or things you might have to get done in the moment. But I meditated. And the more I sat there, the more I decided that I wanted to focus on the emotions. I made that choice. After so many years, why were they still so strong? And as I sat there, a visual entered my mind, that of a large, uneven tree, burly at its base, 
thick, thorny branches hanging over all over its sides. And I kept visualizing this tree while I sat in my emotions. And honestly, I have no idea how much time went by, maybe five minutes, maybe ten, maybe more, who knows. And as I sat there, I kept looking around at the tree and I saw that it was in a beautiful backyard near a flower-filled garden. And on it just looked grotesquely out of place. You have this beautiful green grass, beautifully manicured garden, and this big ugly tree right in the corner. I approached the tree and wondered what it might take to trim it down to the point where it could eventually be removed by its roots. I made the choice to start with the areas that I could most easily access. I put on a pair of gloves, grabbed the small pruning shears that were on my right, and carefully began to separate the thorny branches so that they could be trimmed. I imagined this process taking place over and over again, to the point where it becomes routine. I looked, I looked over at my hands, and thank God I had gloves on. They were torn in some places, but overall everything seemed to be okay. I looked back at the tree and noticed that it didn't seem as imposing as it originally looked. Sure, there's work to do, and yes, it'll take time, but progress had been made. I opened my eyes and immediately felt better. I looked over at the journal, saw the ramblings of an unclear mind, and I closed it. I'm sharing this story with you because the question of how to unlearn and remake narratives ultimately hinges and begins from within. In previous episodes, you've probably heard me say that everyone experiences an internal negotiation with an external projection. It's a line that we have to walk whether we like it or not. And I keep returning to this because I can think of no other way to remake and to unlearn. For me, unlearning and remaking is about coming to peace, forgiving, and letting go so that I can make something beautiful and new. Eventually, the tree will be trimmed down to its base, and the much harder work of removing it from its roots will begin. The curious thing about internal work, the hard work within, the kind of work that only you can do, is that it does not abide by a timeline or schedule. The work will happen and hopefully be completed if and when it is ever completed. I used to worry about what will happen when the roots are gone, what will take its place. Will other people notice the contrast between the beautiful garden to my left and the hole where a grotesque tree once stood? And the reality, I believe, is twofold. First, no one sees the invisible weights and scars that we carry. We give people a glimpse, we present them with our projections, and we do this through our actions and our words. No one will know that a tree was once there. They won't know its shape or its size. They won't know how much work it took to remove it. The second truth is that I can fill in that void with anything that I please. I'm tired of looking at that tree. I'd like to plant different kinds of lilacs. Any flowers that have a fragrance. The kind of fragrance that are unexpected surprise on a pleasant spring day. And where an ugly tree once stood, I'll have flowers. Once the tree is removed, and where that initial hole was, I'll have soil and water. I'll plant seeds, nurture them often, and watch them grow. That is how I'm unlearning and remaking my narrative. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Bridge Between Podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. 
If you'd like to reach out, you can email me at thebridgebetween at gmail.com. That's thebridge, B-T-W-N, at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at thebridgebetween. That's thebridge, B-T-W-N. Please reach out because I'd love to hear how the stories I'm sharing relate to your own experiences and identities. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.